0: In the footsteps of Jesus, from down under. Welcome to the program. This is Nick Krita, your host. I'm very happy to be with you today again. Thank you for uh, tuning with us. Today it's a special occasion because, like always, I've got a special guest. Please stay with us, don't go anywhere. I would like to start this program with a song, and I will tell you after what's special about it
1: little bird don't fly so low you were made to soar this I do Without him knowing as such My friend, you worth more than many sparrows If a sparrow means so much to him How much more you're worth A Bethlehem birth and a love That would die for your sin Little bird, don't your song In the chaos Carry on Stay strong Your beautiful melody Sweet and sincere Will another traveler's your song is not your own little bird remember your voice is a gift from the heavenly throne each line of your life song is written by him he'll give you the music and lyrics to sing there's no Sparrows. This little bird doesn't cost much Yet God ensures they never fall Without him knowing as such My friend, you are worth more than many sparrows If a sparrow means so much to you
0: was a beautiful song by Janine Orwa. Janine is my guest today. Welcome to the program.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much, Nick.
0: It was so nice, so awesome to hear that beautiful song.
2: Oh, praise God.
0: And that song, it's a song which you wrote yourself.
2: Yes, yes it is, yeah.
0: Can you tell me a little bit of the... um, History of this song and a little bit of background.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So this song is based from Matthew chapter 10. And in this chapter, in verses 29 to 31, Jesus talks about a sparrow. And he uses this analogy to remind us of our worth to him. And I guess to just give us some assurance about the care that he takes for us in every aspect of our lives. Um, I'll just read it for you, if you don't mind. So I'm reading from Matthew chapter 10, verses 29 to 31, and it reads, Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin? And not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Now I read this verse and it just spoke so much to me because I I guess in times when I'm feeling like life isn't going the way that I'd like it to go, It's easy for me to feel like God has abandoned me, like he's not paying attention. And I think, God, where are you? What's going on? But this verse is such a great reminder to me of the fact that even when I feel like God isn't paying attention, he is very, very near. He knows the details about my life. I mean, he knows that when I brush my hair, I lose one or two pieces of hair and he keeps tabs on that. If he cares so much about a sparrow, think about how much more he cares for you and for me. And so this song is just a reminder to myself and to us all that we are valued by our God.
0: And I'm pretty sure that uh, when this song came alive, you know, in in your life, you experienced that closer relationship with God.
2: Absolutely,
1: yeah.
0: Janine, it's so wonderful to have you with us today and I'm looking forward to hear your story, to hear about your walk with Jesus. Would you like to share with us a yes. bit of your background?
1: Sure. Yeah. And
0: then just tell us mm-hmm. how did you meet God?
1: How did I meet God?
0: What's your experience walking mm. with God?
2: Okay. Well, I, I've been a Christian for most of my life. I say most of my life because I was born in a Christian family. Um, I was born in an Adventist family and I was raised in a family where we had family worships every day and we went to church on the Sabbath every week and we went to church. And it was a thing that we just did as a family. But I definitely feel like my relationship with Christ really started to grow later on in life because throughout the earlier stages, it was just something that I did because the family was doing it. Um, I started to move away from God as I grew older in my teenage years. And I, I didn't really understand why I was doing the things that I was doing, why we went to church every weekend. And I wanted to figure it out for myself. And so, of course, I did the silly thing that we all do and went out and started doing things that I shouldn't have done and spending time with people that I shouldn't have been spending time with. And that drew me away from God. And it also drew me away from my family in a way that I started to realize that I was missing something, that I, I was looking for something in the wrong place and I wasn't feeling fulfilled there. And so I started to reach and search more into the Bible and to ask God, hey, is, is, if this is what it is that is going to fill the hole in my life, I'd really love for you to reveal yourself to me. And wow, he did. Wow, he really did. Um, I remember nights that I would sit up at night and I would be reading and reading and just saying, God, just just give me one thing, one thing to to remind me, to let me know that you are here, you're watching, that you're listening to me, that you're you're paying attention to me. And He would just give me a verse here or there, just something that would encourage me and remind me, No, Janine, you are important to me. Your journey is important to me. And little by little my faith started to grow in that sense. Yeah,
0: You mentioned about uh, your family Yes uh, Just expand yeah. a little bit Where did you grow up? Okay, uh, yeah and, uh, um, Do you have siblings? Yeah.
2: Yes yeah. So I come from Kenya Originally I was born in Kenya And we moved here to Australia when I was two years old We moved here because my parents My, my dad was studying My mum was going to be studying as well So we picked up and moved here I have two siblings A brother and a sister who are younger than me and they were both born here. So we were living here in Australia for about five years and then after we finished those five years, my parents accepted the call to be missionary workers in Central America, Costa Rica. So we moved there with them um, for some time and we were there for um, a few months and then we moved on to the United Kingdom in England and we were living there for five years and then moved back here to Australia again in 2006. So we've done a bit of a circle, a bit of... Um, moving around and in those travels I feel like God has definitely strengthened us as a family um, but I I really feel like coming back to Australia was a really big part in my spiritual growth because um, I definitely feel like the influences that I was having while I was living in the United Kingdom were a little bit different and were generally leading me in a different direction in life so I'm really grateful to God for moving me here. I, d- I wasn't at the time when we moved Here to Australia, I was actually quite upset because I was leaving all my friends and having to say goodbye. But God really saw the bigger picture in life and He has worked things out so much more for my good, I'm sure about that.
0: And also, while you are uh, experiencing some other... Living in other cultures, Mm, you know, enriches you quite a bit. so
2: much,
1: yeah. And
0: particularly being in uh, South America, (laughs) you know, uh, going to UK, Uh coming back to Australia. Yes. And since you came back um, 2006, you said, yes? Yes,
2: 2006.
0: You're living in Adelaide? No. No.
2: So, I'm actually from, well, my parents are living in Melbourne, in Victoria. Mm -hmm. Um, I have lived there for most of my life. So, when we were here the first time before we started moving around, it was Melbourne as well. So for me in Australia, Melbourne is home. I've just moved here to Adelaide. I've been here for about two years now. I'm studying at the moment and um, working as well and just living life, trying to be an adult. <laughs> um, yeah. would, you, would you
0: mind just share with us what you study? yeah, sure. And what sort of work you do?
2: Yeah, so I'm studying at Adelaide University. I'm doing dentistry. So I'm in halfway through my second year of that. So lots of hard work, lots of study. I'm also working at Prescott College in the library, so I get to spend some time with the kids as well, which is wonderful. Yes.
0: That's good. Do you love kids? I love
2: kids. <laughs> I love it.
0: I mean, you are a such a, um, how to call it, you know, um, sweet character, <laughs> you know, and and I believe the kids love to be around you.
2: Oh, it's it's great.
0: And today, as I uh, said a bit earlier, I like just to learn and... Uh, to hear how god is present yes. and real
2: yeah.
0: in your life mm. every day mm-hmm. now some people they have a conversion you know like mm. a dramatic conversion some mm. people grew up as you just mentioned in a christian family yes. with a uh, lots of things going you know, quite going smoothly okay. okay you know particularly when you uh, you your parents you know are uh, Focus on uh, mm. mission, you yes. know, following God. Yeah. But I believe each one of us has a personal touch, personal relationship yes. with God and an encounter with God. And mm-hmm. you just said a little bit earlier. Um, how you challenge God sometime, yeah. some time. You know, yeah. say, okay, God, just show me. Yes. Show me what you want from me, what, yeah. where you are. Or mm. Would you like to just uh, share with us a, bit, a uh, bit more that journey?
1: Yes, sure,
2: sure. So I'll take you back a little bit to when we first... I'll take you back to when we were about to leave the United Kingdom. So I was 12 years old, about to be 13, um, thinking I was a big girl because I was about to become a teenager and um I was really enjoying life in the United Kingdom but I wasn't enjoying it in the way that God would have wanted me to. The friends that I had, I was quite a follower. I would just go along with the crowd and get in trouble with the crowd because I didn't really know how to be my own person and to say no when I knew I should. So when my parents sat me down and said, "Hey guys, we're moving to Australia." I was really quite upset at that because I felt like I'd built my friendships and I didn't want to let that go. And so I remember praying to God and saying, dear dear God, if we don't move, if we don't move to Australia, I'm going to stop hanging out with these bad people and I'm going to start to follow you properly, God. I'm going to stop doing all these naughty things and I'm going to follow you. I'm going to be the best Christian in the world. Just please don't make us move to Australia, please. I did not want to move. And we moved. And so when we moved here, I think in my immaturity, I felt like I'd made a deal with God and he hadn't kept his part of the deal. And so in my heart, I felt like, why should I keep my part of the deal, God? I said, if we didn't move, then I'd follow you. But we moved. So why should I follow you? And so having that mentality made it easy for me to make the wrong decisions. So I started school and it was a beautiful Adventist school, Gilson College, and it was very different to the school that I'd been at in the United Kingdom where, um, for example, we would have metal detectors because kids were bringing weapons in sometimes or it was just a very rough school that I was at before. And so coming into a Christian school where everybody was good and everyone sat down at lunchtime and talked and had lunch boxes, I was thinking, what is this place? Everyone is so good. Um, And I felt a little bit like I was pretending to be a Christian. So I'd go to church every week and I'd sing up the front and I would do what I had to do, go through the motions, but in my heart I'd walked away from God. And that really showed when I started to spend time with with friends outside of school and started to, again, make the wrong decisions. And it felt like I was living two lives. So on one side, I was this person who would smile and say, Happy Sabbath, how are you going? I'm great. But then on the other side, I was, for one, I was quite alone because I couldn't really be myself with either of these people. I couldn't share my Christianity with these people that weren't from church, but I also couldn't share that I was hanging out and doing these things with my church friends. So I was split down the middle and I was struggling to reconcile that in myself. I also was struggling with self-esteem a lot. Um, I felt like I wasn't good enough, wasn't pretty enough, wasn't smart enough. And I was really doubting myself in so many areas. And it felt like I was trying to prove myself to myself. I was competing with myself. It doesn't sound like it makes sense, but I I was in a pretty dark place. And this was when I was about 16 years old, 17, around then and there.
0: Critical years.
2: Yeah, the critical years, and I think that we all go through that, Mm. Um, and I guess I feel like God was not preparing me, but giving me a taste of that, because now what is on my heart so passionately is um, ministry for young girls,
1: Mm.
2: because I feel like God has brought me through so much that how can I not share this with somebody who's on a similar journey? How can I not? And he's given me so many opportunities to do that. Um, in Victoria, I'll just share really quickly. I don't want to talk too much. That's um, okay. Is your
0: time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> in Victoria, we've actually started um, Young Women's Ministries where we take girls away for a weekend and talk with them, sit down and have discussions and um, set up different workshops to talk about self-esteem, talk about friendship, talk about real love, body image, all of these critical issues, and I feel like it's so important in this world where we're taught that you have to look like somebody who's in a magazine, or you have to dress like somebody who's on TV, and all these images that our people, our our kids, are being fed aren't real, but yet they're trying to become that, and it's so damaging, and it's it's so needed to have a voice that speaks against that.
0: And God calls you he exactly for, yeah. that reason, you know, for that reason, you know, for that ministry, yeah. Janine. Um, also, I would like to hear you uh, a bit more singing. Oh, yes. Because I really <laughs> like your voice. Uh, now, also through songs, mm. you can connect even yes. easier with the young people, so you know. So much. Yes. And yeah, that's, a, that's your talent. <sighs> and I will be very happy to hear you singing again. Uh, this is in the footsteps of Jesus from down under. Don't go anywhere. We are taking a short break having another song with Janine and we'll be back in a minute.
1: Dominion over you, my child You've been chosen for a purpose Won't you trust me? I'll see you through This tapestry's not yet done You're a work in progress A masterpiece is being spun You can't see what I see Trust me I am that I am Oh distracted one Burdened and weary Crushed by the weight of this world Please remember This world is not your home. Behold, I am coming quickly, my reward with me to give to all according to their works. Hold my hand, you will conquer this with me. is not yet done You're a work in progress A masterpiece is being spun You can't see what I see, trust me I am that I am, you have my word I began a good work in you and you know I on till it's done. This tapestry's not yet done. Your work in progress. A masterpiece is being spun. You can't see what I see. Trust me, I am that I am. Can't see what I see Trust me I am that I am
0: Again, a wonderful song. Welcome back. That was... uh, Janine, how do you call that song?
2: This song is called Tapestry.
0: Now, that's another personal uh, composition. Yeah. yeah. Um, How did you come to, to write this song?
2: How did I... Like where it came from, yeah? Well, this song is again a metaphor. Um, it came about when I was actually watching a television show and um, on this show this lady was working on a tapestry. Now if you've ever seen a tapestry before um, the front part of a tapestry has the image on it and on the reverse side if you t- take it in your hand and turn it over you will see that the string that has been used to create the image is just left there. It doesn't make sense. It's Different colors everywhere. There's no cohesive image on the reverse of a tapestry. But when you turn it around, it makes a beautiful picture. Mm -hmm. And as she was going through this process and making this tapestry, I started to look at that and I, I thought, wow, isn't this an awesome analogy for our lives and the work that God does on our lives? Because I find that in times where, again, I'm struggling, in times when things are happening to me that i don't quite understand when life is hard it's it's difficult for me to see the purpose in it and to see god's plan in that and a lot of the time when i look at my life's journey the ups and the downs the twists and the turns that i've had and that we all have it's easy to look at that and compare it to the reverse of a tapestry where the strings don't make sense where it's all ugly it's it's nothing that you'd want to look at it's not very beautiful And how many times we look at our lives and think, wow, my life doesn't make sense. I've been through so much in my life and it just doesn't make sense. But God invites us to take a step back and look at the bigger picture because he's creating a tapestry out of all of our lives. And if we're just to, to wait and to really be patient and trust in him, he will reveal to us. He will turn the tapestry over and we'll see that he's creating something beautiful out of our lives, something that makes sense, something that can be used to glorify him. And so the words to this song are are loosely based off of Philippians 1 verse 6, which says being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And I firmly believe that each and every step in our journey is, is God working for our good. And sometimes bad things happen and that's not God who does those bad things. That's a result of sin. But God works in our lives and is able to take these things that hurt us these things that are painful and use them to to weave them into the tapestry of our lives and make something that's beautiful and worthy of his praise
0: uh, that's so powerful Janine, and it's so um, nice to realize that you know that mm. God is working on us yeah. even if we don't see it we think yeah. our life it's a wreck. Yes. You know, But yeah. God is working to put it together. He is. And we just need to allow Him mm. to do that. Mm. Um, Janine, our time is up, unfortunately. <laughs> we need to have you back. Oh, I'd to love do to do another program. Yeah. But uh, I really enjoy this time with you. Mm. And um, you. Y- you are a young person, but so uh, vibrant, so determined <sighs> to show Jesus. To other people mm. and I pray that God will bless you, God will use you in mighty way to reach out to those girls as you just mentioned yeah. earlier, to whatever God asks you to do mm. uh, to come out something wonderful because you you are a talented young person, yeah. and i 'm sure Praise God call. has in his uh, store for you more things to do (laughs) and to achieve. Uh, I pray that you'll be blessed with your studies.
2: Thank you. Here in Adelaide,
0: you know, and also with your work Mm -hmm. at Prescott Schools. (laughs) And I wish to have that opportunity before you leave Adelaide, you know, to come back and uh, share more songs with us. Yes, I would love to. And also some experiences here in Adelaide because every place where we go, we have an experience with God. I've got
2: so many stories already,
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. (laughs) All right, guys, this is it for uh, today. Thank you for being with us uh, again. And until next time, please don't forget, keep walking in the footsteps of Jesus.